Blog Talk Radio. Somebody broke into a gun shop 
So, you know, they're stealing cars, gunshots. There's a, there's, a, there's a big deal going on in Baltimore where they're trying to ship these cars in different countries. So it's, it's just a lot going on. Um, I think these kids are not being, uh, they're not staying focused on what they want to do in life. They see mm-hmm. too much that's on TV and on these video games and on these phones. It is just, you know, too much um, interaction, and I think the wrong way. There's it, nothing positive anymore. Everything seems negative. Or they want um, try to get something real fast, so money fast, or getting a car with carjacking, or want to shoot a gun because they see something on TV or video. It's just, um, it's just too much. So, yeah, I agree. I don't know. I, yeah, I, I would say, you know, hit the politicians and stuff, but they act like they don't care anymore. So, um, but then too, I do believe whatever goes on with these youth, there has to be some consequences if it's, if it's with them or with their parents. There's not enough consequences on the things that they do. So, that, that would be one right. of my solutions. More consequences. What about you, Rewind? Uh, I agree with you completely. I, I did see another story about uh, it was a ten-year-old, I believe, that shot and killed somebody. It might mm-hmm. have been another child, and now the parent, I believe, was arrested. I don't have the details on it, so don't quote mm-hmm. me on that one. But you mm-hmm. know, that's not the first time that's happened. You remember in Virginia, mm-hmm. there was a child who took a gun to school and shot the teacher. Didn't kill her, but shot the teacher. And eventually Mm -hmm. the parent, I think, ended up being held responsible. So, you know, there's all of that going on. But back to the situation in Iowa, the Mm -hmm. 17-year-old who uh, ended up killing and wounding people had posted some stuff, once again, on social media, talking about how he had been um, bullied for apparently years. This kid had been, Mm -hmm. uh, was being bullied, and I guess something in his mind just snapped. So Mm -hmm. I'm just wondering, like, when, when these things are posted, I guess the question I have is, who's reading these things? Because when you see stuff like that posted and people are starting to sound like there's something going on or they're sounding like they're on the edge, is somebody reading these things and notifying somebody to check this person or notify the authorities to go and investigate because this person is making, um, you know, posts that sound mentally unstable? Or do people just read them and just scroll on to the next thing that that's my question because every time it turns out that people have posted stuff on social media before they go out and do all this stuff you know the person who Mm -hmm. was in i think it was in new york that had all this uh gasoline and stuff and all these gas cans that blew up a car and killed himself and you know injured other people and whatnot this person had posted stuff once again. So I don't know if people just don't have enough followers that are paying attention, but somebody must Mm -hmm. be seeing it 
unless you're out here on social media with zero followers, somebody is seeing these posts. So what is being done? When when we mm-hmm. as a society, if you are following somebody and you see posts where people are starting to sound unhinged, what are we right. doing about it? Right. Are, are we but just being too, um, abused and entertained by it, or, or are we reporting it and telling somebody, hey, there's something going on with this person, you need to go check or call or or check with their parents if they're, uh, you know, uh, minors mm-hmm. or something. Something's got to be done, you know. I agree. But, see, the sad part is that these kids, they're 12, 13, 14, 15, their minds have not developed yet. So when they see something like this, they think that it's real, that this is what they should do, or they're going to try it out of curiosity. Like if if, uh, TikTok says, okay, um, put a pot on the stove and let the water um, run out and the damn pot is on fire, I mean, come mm-hmm. on now. They just follow what they emulate, what they see on, on online and um, this TikTok stuff. They have a lot of TikTok challenges as well, which yeah, doesn't make any true. sense to me. I mean, like you said, it, maybe it should be just for entertainment, fine, but that doesn't mean that you should act on these things. You know, a child right. uh, mind at that age is not fully developed, so they're just going to try it out, out of curiosity. So Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 just going on too much. But I, I I agree with what you're saying. Maybe there should be some watchdogs that are watching these things and report these things. You know. Yeah. So. I mean, if it turns out yeah. to be a false alarm, or if it was just somebody just just talking, okay, fine. But when people start posting stuff about you hate this one and you hate that one, and I'm gonna get them back mm-hmm. and. You know, I want to kill somebody or I'm going to blow up something. When they start saying all that stuff, it seems like somebody should be paying attention, whether it's the company that's hosting the site, whether it's TikTok, Mm -hmm. Instagram, X, uh, whatever, Facebook. Facebook, Somebody Mm -hmm. needs to be paying attention. And I feel like they must not mm -hmm. be paying attention if these things keep happening. But that's what the, um, the guy from, um, well, they call him Meta now, well, Facebook. Uh, oh, yeah, I forgot Meta. Um, uh, since Twitter changed the X, I guess he wanted to change the Meta. But anyway, he claimed that he has a staff that that's all they do is monitor. And that's why his <laughs> behind got caught and had to go up there on Capitol Hill. And mm-hmm. I'm telling you, the man lied. You can't tell me, remember all the influence about the um, campaigns and everything? I'm sorry. They paid you some good money to put that stuff on the Facebook. You know, those fake accounts that they found? Yes, I, I agree they, with you. I, 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 I believe he knew they got paid well, and your ass just got caught. You had to go up there on Capitol Hill and try to explain yourself, and you just, you just lied to Congress. But, uh, you know. They they still should continuously monitor. They claim they are, but like you say, there's just too much uh, getting out there and getting through um, these thin lines. So, but, uh, yeah, yeah. But um, I still say that I think we can't just rely on them to monitor themselves. I think it's on mm-hmm. all of us, mm-hmm. all of us that are right. on social media. When you see these kinds of posts, don't just scroll mm-hmm. past it. 
either well, I don't know what the mechanism is to report it or say this looks um, like it could be something. Somebody needs to, you know, send it to the authorities or I don't even know, like what are the steps? Maybe that's the problem. Right. Is it clear? If you happen, you or I see something that looks like this could be problematic. Is it somewhere on social media to say, if you see something that looks crazy, this is what you do. Click this, do this, send it to this email. I mean, do we even know? So maybe that's That's, part of the issue, too. Yeah. 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 What are we, the citizens, the, the, the consumers, supposed to do? When you see something, right. like if you don't really know these people, I don't know their parents, but if I see something, mm-hmm. how do I go about flagging it or reporting it? So, right. I don't see know. something, say something. Hey. <laughs> there you go. That's the line. Mm-hmm. See something, say something. Mm-hmm. All yeah. right. Yeah, so. Well, we're going to keep it moving and uh, go on into the rundown. So, I'm going to kick it back to you, Kettle. What's on the rundown for tonight's show? What you got for us? Okay. All right. We have In Focus. Uh, Wayne LaPierre resides as NRA leader. Also, Supreme Court agrees to decide whether Trump can be barred from holding office. Should be. Um, And Claudine Gay, Harvard University's president, resigns. Ooh, I wonder why. Cocktail of the week. I got a good one for you tonight. Something to warm and cozy up to. What's popping with Papa Didi? A weird news. Of course, we have to lighten it up. Florida man sues Duncan over injury. Is that Duncan Donuts? <laughs> okay. Yeah. Also, uh, Cecil the dog ate through $4,000 in cash. I'll be, I'll be pissed. And Florida <laughs> woman seeks class action suit against Reese's Candy. Oh, wow. I'm just saying with red wine is a resolution, what you need. Living for the city with Papa Didi, my Hollywood wrap-up in the Kiss It list, and, of course, the last word. So sit back, relax, get your favorite cocktail, and we'll be back with In Focus. So I was looking over the Cocktail of the Week archives, and we've had so many really great drinks over the past year and a half. We've had our original signature drink called the Pajama Party, and a game changer, and of course, we have the last word. I like the revolution. It was Hennessy, lemon and lime juice, agave juice, and bitters with jalapeno slices. Ooh-wee! I like that Crown Royal flush with the Crown Royal peach knock and cranberry juice. Oh, yeah. And one of my favorites huh, was the, uh, wait a minute, what's it called? The Dutch Mule, yeah, the Dutch Mule with the kettle orange vodka, lime juice, and ginger beer. Pajama Party Show. I'm one of your hosts, 
Red Wine, and I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And Papa Dee Dee will be joining us momentarily, but we're going to keep the party rolling and get into In Focus. And uh, Kettle, you've got the first story tonight on In Focus, so uh, what you In Focus on? Um, this guy by the name of Wayne Robert LaPierre Jr. Um, he's an American gun rights lobbyist who is the CEO and executive vice president of the NRA. Uh, looks like she's resigning. Let's find out why. Hmm. Ah. Um, ending his decades-long reign over the prominent gun rights group days before the start of his civil trial in New York. Oh, that's why. Uh-huh. And announcing his departure, uh-huh, that Pierre, the organization's executive vice president, said he has been a card-carrying member of the NRA for most of his adult life and that he would never stop supporting the NRA in its fight to defend Second Amendment freedom. Will be okay. Um, mm-hmm. Let me see. said the 72-year-old cited health reasons for its exit which uh, will take effect from January 31st. He has led the um, NRA for more than 30 years. Wow. He's been a staple then, huh? Mm-hmm. Uh, Pierre and three other uh, current and former NRA leaders are fending off a lawsuit brought by New York Attorney General Letitia James. That's a bad girl. Um, oh, yes, she is. In 20, yeah, in 2020 that alleges uh, they violated nonprofit laws and misused millions of dollars in NRA funds to finance lavish lifestyles for themselves. Wow. Uh, mm-hmm. Pierre, uh he announced his resignation on Friday afternoon as jury selection neared an end. Hmm. Wow. Um, the lawsuit alleges that uh, Lapierre diverted millions of dollars away from the group's charitable mission for his personal use of private jets expensive meals, travel consultants, private security, and trips to Bahamas for him and his family. Okay. <laughs> the Attorney right. General claims that LaPierre spent more than $500,000 of NRAs assessed to fly himself and his family members to the Bahamas from May 2015, now they know the date, to April 2019. The NRA incurred over $1 million in expenses for private flights in which LaPierre Le, uh, uh, was not a passenger. Interesting. Um, he received more than $1.2 million in expense reimbursements from 2013 to 2017, the lawsuit alleged. Three other defendants are also accused of violating nonprofit uh, laws and uh, internal policies as they enrich themselves, the suit says, contributing to the NRA's loss of more than $64 million in three years. Wow. Hmm. The attorney general is seeking both remedies, which Cohen would uh, decide on during a second um, phase of the trial. Wow. Hmm. I'm surprised they haven't gone under then. They don't owe $64 million. Yeah. But, but, how, so, but how is it that now when they're in trouble, now all of a sudden he's sick and he's resigning before the, the trial begins? Right. So my thing is, are you are you still going to go after him? You that's a good mean? question. Mhm. And I think that's how they get off the hook. 
oh, I got health reasons, I'm resigning, yada, yada. But you've been the president for 30 years now, but suddenly you want to be the chief cat because uh, they didn't caught up with your antics. So apparently for you being a nonprofit, you know, they have certain guidelines they have to go by, and apparently these guidelines they, they weren't following. No. Or they were able to, uh, quote, unquote, I guess, embezzle, you know, money from the company, so to speak. Yeah, you can't take the the money and spend it on vacations for you and your family. That's not what that money is supposed to be for. Right. Okay. But there's $64 million in debt. They lost $64 million in three years. That's a Uh, lot of money. Wow. Yeah. Wanted to have that happen. Maybe it was all those <laughs> lavish vacations and whatnot. Yeah, what had happened was. <laughs> uh huh. Right, Letitia yeah. gonna get them. That attorney general <laughs> is not playing. Watch out for Miss Letitia. Yeah, she ain't yeah. playing. My thing is, how how did this stuff come to light? I mean, does somebody go go tell that? Run tell that? Is that what they do? Or you know what? All it takes is a whistleblower. Maybe. All you need is a whistleblower to tell it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Somebody probably didn't get broken off, and they said, oh, okay, y'all going to spend all the money, and I don't get to spend the money, I'm going to tell it. Right. True that. Yeah, I think you got a good point there. That's probably what it is. I I mean, I'm speculating. I don't know. But he's about to run up in there. Yeah, but I'm curious to know what his salary was. Um, you know, what what did he get annually? <laughs> you know. That's a good uh, question. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I'm just curious. But you know what? Going back to your first question about if he retires, is she still going to be able to go after him? I would say yes, because if you did it, mm-hmm. it shouldn't matter whether mm-hmm. you're still the NRA president or chief or director or whatever his title, because if you mm-hmm. still violated the, the charter or whatever of the of the NRA, it shouldn't mm-hmm. matter whether you're still in that position. If you did wrong, she st- should still be able, I think, to go after him. I mean, I don't know what the mm-hmm. law says, but I say right. go after that old butt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they, it just seemed like the chief filed this lawsuit since back about 18 months ago. Uh-huh. They had started the investigation, yeah, in 2020, August. And, yeah, but uh, see, now that it's about to go to trial, now all of a sudden he's sick and he wants to retire. Mm-hmm. Wow. Sounds very and then they tried to, why, then they tried to move to Texas. <laughs> <laughs> And you know why? Because Texas is very gun-happy, gun-friendly. Sure. Why are you going to move something all the way from New York City to, to Texas? I mean, <laughs> that, that that's the smoking gun right there. <laughs> Literally, uh-huh. the smoking gun. All right, we yeah. got Papa Didi in the studio. What you think about that, Papa well, Didi? What's happening? Hey, what's going on? How you doing? I'm doing okay. How about you? Mm-hmm. I can't what do you think, Papa Didi? 
Because this NRA guy, he now he claims he's sickly and he's going to retire, but Letitia is about to go up in that butt. <laughs> and now he's like, oh, I'm retiring. I'm sick. I don't know nothing about nothing. He's just like uh, Rudy Giuliani. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. Plate, you know? yeah. Yeah, it's getting real ugly. But like I said, Letitia is time enough for all of them. For Trump, for him, for everybody else. Oh. All righty. Well, we'll keep it moving. Uh, let's see. I got the next one. Speaking of Trump, unfortunately. I just had to talk about it one more time. This one is on uh, the Supreme Court is now going to, um, they've been battling this one back and forth about whether the Supreme Court is going to get involved in deciding whether Trump can be barred from holding office. Well, now it's finally in the lap of the Supreme, the U.S. Supreme Court. So today, the U.S. Supreme Court said that they will review the Colorado Supreme Court's unprecedented decision where they removed Donald Trump from the state's ballot. And, of course, they made that decision based on um, deciding that it was a violation of the 14th Amendment where somebody has been involved in an insurrection and et cetera, et cetera. So Colorado uh, Supreme Court decided to take him off the ballot. So Trump remains on the ballot as the lower court ruling is disqualifying him to be, um, you know, they're still saying it's all pending right now. But the high court, U.S. Supreme Court decision to hear the case is putting the nine justices right smack dab in the middle of the 2024 election, you know, as the primaries get started coming soon. So the state's ruling last month all but ensured that the justices would have to take up this political case and resolve the controversial question of whether Trump can be removed from the ballot. So even though uh, Colorado's ruling only applies to Colorado, there have been other states who have also reviewed challenges uh, to Trump's uh, eligibility, even though nobody has gone as far as Colorado yet. So last week, Maine's Secretary of State removed Trump from the state's 2024 primary ballot, and um, Trump's team has appealed that decision in state court. And then you got Oregon's Supreme Court that will soon rule on a bid to remove him from their primary ballot because of his role in the January 6th insurrection. So the Colorado decision has been on hold pending the U.S. Supreme Court's resolution of the case. So this is all very interesting because in the process of all of these different states now either wanting to remove him from the primary ballot or removing him altogether from, and again, this is only the primary ballot. This is not the, you know, the main one. This is just the primary. So, now Trump is like still dealing with Letitia in New York and the charges pending against him. Now he's got to battle the states that are like Colorado, Oregon, Maine that want him off, and there's a few others off the primary ballot. He is spending so much time 
well, his, not him, his team, battling these kinds of things. And I find it so interesting that with all the Republican primaries, he doesn't even bother to show up. So you got uh, Chris Christie, and I can't get that man's name right, Vish, Vishwari, Rami, him. and Swami, Swami. Yeah, him. And um, what's her name? Her name just left me. And uh, dude from Florida, what's his name? You can't think of none of them, Joe. I can't think of anybody's name right now. Ron DeSantis. Thank you. Ron DeSantis and um, Nikki Haley. Nikki Haley. Thank you so much. Uh, They're basically just battling for second place. Because Trump, according to the polls, is still somewhere in the 50% uh, in, in the polls. And they're all like somewhere in the maybe 19, 18, 17%. So it's like y'all are doing all of this. And they're so busy fighting each other, which a lot of commentators have been pointing out. They don't even take on Trump. They seldom do they even mention Trump. They're fighting amongst themselves, which really doesn't make a lot of sense. Why are you fighting somebody whose numbers are that low when you got Trump sitting there at 50% and y'all don't even mess with him? I'm like, that sounds like a punk move to me. You scared of him? Yeah, they're exactly scared. Yeah, like you're scared. You clearly now, are they're, scared. They're not scared of Trump. They're scared of what Trump is capable of and what Trump controls. See, is if I could say something on this matter. Go for it. First of all, Trump is the leader of all the Aryan nations and all the uh, skinheads mm-hmm. and all the. If you look, just take a look back at uh, Charlottesville when they were uh, up there raising hell, when that woman got killed by that car that came in blazing and ended up killing a white woman, you know, out of all that situation. Mm-hmm. And with the way those Klan people was walking through Charlottesville with their torches and their. The little things you put in the ground, what they call it, TP? Yeah, the tiki torches. Tiki torches and all. Yeah, hundreds of them. Okay? Trump is in charge of all that. Just like when the insurrection, which is tomorrow's anniversary, he just sat back and watched it all. And nobody done anything while he sat back and let everything do what he does. So people know the evilness that he possessed. See, what Trump has to do, you know, God forgive me for saying this, Trump has got to die, man. That man's got to die. That's the only way... His his bullshit legacy and all the bullshit he stands for is going to lay to rest, is when he's laid to rest. Mm-hmm. Other than that, that man has a mindset of a late seven-year-old person who is so set in their ways that it's not even funny. Mm. He's got every male, alpha male, bullshit entity, racial, you know, when, when, when something is all up in your ass like that, there's nothing you can do about it. No, but if you just, a, but if you're an old man sitting on the porch grouchy, then that's what you are, an old man sitting on the porch grouchy. But when you're a man that's in charge of all that violent shit, the people running against him are afraid to do anything. Look at the situation when Colorado said that he can't be on the bill. Somebody went up there and shot one of the windows out of the Supreme Court. Yeah. Just went up there and shot a shotgun in the fucking window. Out of nowhere, just on the backdrop of what's going on with him. Anything somebody does to somebody, there's a crazy person willing to go out there and sacrifice their life. Those judges are getting death threats. People getting death threats, all kinds of things going on. 
He's in charge of all that, but to me, that's just crazy leadership right there. You know, you guys are being led by a fool, but you can't tell them that because they've been looking for the great white hope forever. They watched Martin Luther King. They watched Malcolm X. They watched all the people that black people have looked up to and praised, and they never had a real hero. All their crazy-ass heroes are people like George Wallace and, hmm. you know, uh, all, all them jokers, man, uh, Hoover, uh, Edgar was it Edgar, Edgar Hoover, who was the you know the uh, leader of the FBI that ordered oh, everybody yeah, to be yeah. killed? They're, it was just villains. They always been led by villains their whole life, and now Trump that came along and he's the only one that's talking the way they want to talk. And look at all the people in the insurrection. Then you got the Speaker of the House. Mm-hmm. He's going to release footage of the whole situation, but he's going to blur out the pictures of the people doing the insurrection. He says he don't want nobody else to get in trouble. So whose side is he on if he's blaring the faces of the people that broke yeah. into the thing because he don't want nobody else if to get arrested? If they broke the law, why shouldn't they pay because the Because they're all in that shit together. They're all scared to death of Trump. Trump can just snap his fingers and have motherfuckers killed. It's just that, it's just that vicious. He wears a suit every day to disguise it, but shit, that suit ain't nothing but a white KKK uniform with a red-ass tie. Mm-hmm. Don't get it twisted. If you don't look at it like that, then you need to take a, a second look at Trump. Take a second look at his ass. He ain't got nothing. To, why do you think he ain't got to debate none? He ain't got to say shit. Yeah. He's holding his who does own not, separate let me ask uh, you rallies. Who is running for president that don't have to debate? What kind of brand new shit is that? I've never seen that. Why don't I just be the championship motherfucking heavyweight fighter of the world and don't have to punch a, a motherfucker at all? I ain't got to put gloves on. I ain't got to go up and show don't up in the arena. have to defend your title. I ain't got to show up in the arena. Mm-hmm. But I'm the heavyweight champion of the world. And that's how this man is rolling. He do what he want to do, talk what he want to say. But like I said, as old folks always say, and this too will come to pass. Absolutely. You know, just like Chris Kringle turned into fucking Santa Claus. Ain't no different. All right. Well, you got the mic, so let's go to your uh, info. Oh, well, I was just talking. No, that was anyway. good. So you go right ahead. Anyway, let's talk about this lady. Uh, what's her name? Uh, Claudine? Mm-hmm. Claudine Gay. All right. Come on. Now, Miss <clears throat> Black Woman. Now, I never, before I'd seen her with the situation with Harvard, I didn't know who she was. I didn't know she existed. But the sad part about it, if you look at that that uh, imposition that they dealt with with that uh, when they had the different people from the colleges, and, and then you're going to have the the, the the finest colleges that money could buy that nobody can afford, you know, sitting up there in the in the, in the Congress, sure MIT, Harvard, and the University of Pennsylvania. Now, what gets me? is take a look at that case again, pull it up on YouTube or something. Now, the, the, the Congress people that were questioning the presidents of university, they were straight pro-Jewish all the way. Now, anytime you do some type of inquest or something like that, you need to have some kind of non-biased aspect because you're looking for answers. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But these ladies were pro-Jewish all the way. And they were hammering these ladies, hammering them, you know, well, you, you, well, tell me, you can't say the one lady, she, she was just like saying, oh, you can't say the, da, 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 da. and, and they, they just, she just couldn't do it. And the, the people were saying, well, what the women were saying is that I got to go back to this college. Mm-hmm. 
You know what I mean? I can't throw nobody under the bus like that. It's almost like when, like I said before, when you take, let's say, a man, a, a, a black man to court for, uh, I don't know, you put a restraining order on somebody, right? You take them to court. Now, when you go downtown, let's say you live somewhere, he lives somewhere, he did something to you, you filed a restraining court, you want a restraining order, so you go to court with this person. Now, when y'all go to court to do this thing, the judge will say his thing to both you and him, okay? Now, both of y'all are black as hell, and he's white as hell as a judge. But the two of y'all have to go back to the hood. He goes way up in the goddamn suburbs. So it really don't matter what he said to the lady, you know what I mean, or what he said to the guy. Because if the guy get pissed off enough that night based on what happened in court, he only lives around the corner. You know what I'm saying? He lives around the damn corner. And that's the whole situation I'm saying with the, the with the the ladies of the college. They got to go back to the college. So they can't say a bunch of shit that the people in D.C. want to hear because when they go back, they got young, you know, minds back at the college campus that are like, they just waiting. They done, they've been watching. What did she say? What did she say that's going to, you know, that's going to be pro-Jewish or pro-Palestinian or pro-Gazna or pro, you know, they want to know. So those leaders were trying to speak neutral. But the congresswomen who were Jewish women didn't want to hear that shit. So what do you say? If somebody puts down the Jews, what are you going to do? You going to throw them the fuck off the campus or what? Well, we can't really, I can't really say, what you going to do? Look at the thing again. Go to YouTube and pull up that thing when they, when they drill those college presidents. They drilled them, ladies. I mean fucking drilled them. And, and they just wasn't given. They said, look, I got to go back to this campus. Like I said, like a black man, a black woman got to go back to the hood after the fucking judge puts a restraining order on them and the guy's pissed off and the woman lives two blocks the fuck away. And that's how they were when they had to go back to their damn campus. So they spoke on neutral terms. And then all of a sudden, when they didn't do it, now the Jewish congresswoman, oh, y'all ain't shit. Y'all ain't speaking for shit. And everybody went along to all the Jews, you know, the Jews in the world. They all get together and whatever they say is the way the shit's supposed to be. So they think, you know what I mean? But everybody got some shit in they, in they race and their religion. So fuck that. Let he without sin cast the first goddamn stone. Right, but anyway, like I'm saying, so the pressure went on and all, but getting back to the young lady here, you know, it's so sad that, you know, she was just trying to be the president of a university until she took the invite to go up there and deal with them Jewish congresswomen, you know? And like I said, her name was uh, Colleen Gay. She resigned the Tuesday after facing intense scrutiny and all this jazz, the testimony she gave over congressional hearing on, on the campus situations and, uh, she was a six-month tender, six months with the shortest, and she was just getting her feet wet in the joint. Mm-hmm. So what what is she going to say that she knows when in six months she doesn't really know the campus that well, you know? And in the 388 years of shit, she's only the second female and the first black female. Sure. So, damn, that place, you know, I don't know, was that even a good job for her to take? I mean, when it comes to Harvard, you know you ain't going to really have that many black attendants. So, I mean, what do you represent but yourself in some respect? Trying to be more diverse. But, you know, long story short on the whole situation is the fact that, um, 
I think her and the young lady from University of Penn, but MIT, they're sticking by their person. Like, you know, fuck all that. You know, we're more of a, you know, techno situation here. We ain't even into all that. But um, I feel bad for the one from University of Penn and the one from Harvard because they were just trying to keep it neutral. Mm-hmm. Because they got to go back there and they got to tame that camp. They got to train. They got to tame that campus. And they had people out there. They had the Palestinians over here in a group. They had the Jewish people over here in a group. And they got to keep everything on a balance, you know. And that's the reason why they didn't say they were going to chastise one particular group because it would piss another group off, you know. And that that's the whole thing. So as far as my opinion is concerned, sometimes if you're the president, you got to stay neutral because. You got a lot of mindsets, and these are young people who's got very uh, influential minds. You know, they say here the wrong shit. They just, you know, they they reasoning is out the fucking window. You know, they just going for the gusto. If somebody's saying something in their behalf, so. But uh, I hope she falls on her on her feet. And she finds something. Her and the young lady from University of Penn that they both get another gig because them jokers up in Congress, they ain't no damn prayer book either. So fuck them too. I think she anyway. went back to being a professor there. Yeah, right. I think she still still has the job. Yeah, she's yeah, a yeah. professor there. But all right then. Well, we're gonna take a quick break, and then we're gonna come back with kettle and the cocktail of the week because there was so much news this week that we just covered. We could use a good cocktail, so stay tuned on the other side of the break for the cocktail of the week. Tune in every Friday night to join Red Wine for her commentary. I'm just saying, she'll tell you what's on her mind and give it to you straight, no chaser, because that's how she rolls. On the Pajama Party Show, you know it's the original Pajama Party Show, right here on Blog Talk Radio. You can listen online at apajamaparty.com or feel free to call in and join the show and let her know if you agree or if you disagree. The number is 914-803-4306. Give her a call. Let her know. Because after all, she's just saying. So add your opinion to the conversation on the original Pajama Party Show. We'll see you there. Welcome back to Pajama Party. I'm one of your Papa D. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And red wine. Bonsoir, darling. And it's time for Kettle and the cocktail of the week. Week, 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 week. <laughs> You're already over here, red wine. <laughs> I'm feeling mighty fine. Mm. What you got for us, Kettle? Okay. We need a good cocktail. It's cold out there. I, I got one. The East Coast. What you got? Okay, I'm getting ready to warm you up. This one's for you, Papa. This is called uh-huh. the Hennessy Spicy Blazer Cocktail. All right, follow me now. The Hennessy Spicy Blazer Cocktail. A perfect for an afternoon or long evening at home. This is dry, woodsy combination warms up the soul. Simply add one blazing fireplace. All right, we have a one point. Five ounces of Hennessy BSOP. Mm, thinking the good stuff. Okay. Point five uh, uh, ounces teaspoon of a licorice powder. One ounce of mineral water. One pinch of black pepper. One t- uh, tablespoon of white sugar and one pinch of ground cinnamon. 
All right. We're going to add all okay. these ingredients. And um, I'll tell you after I'll tell you all the ingredients. Uh, we're going to mix all these ingredients together. We're going to flambe before pouring from one metal blazer mug to another four or five times. Put out the flame and let cool. Pour into an old-fashioned uh, glass filled with ice cubes and garnished with the um, licorice stick. So the term flambe comes from a French word meaning flamed. So in the kitchen, it refers to the technique of adding alcohol to a dish and igniting it to burn off the alcohol. So that's the flambe. But uh, it is called the Hennessy Spicy Blazer Cocktail. Enjoy. All right. Ooh, that sounds good. Fancy. Okay. All right. It's fancy, fancy. Okay. I would try it. Okay. That's the Hennessy Spicy Blazer Cocktail. I like it. That's what it is. All right. Brought to you by Kettle and our parent company, DC Homegrown Entertainment. We thank you both. And we're going to switch it over to Papa Didi. You know the question. What's popping, Papa Dini? What's popping? Come on with it. You know, I tell you, I was late to the show tonight, and I apologize because I was in a tobacco with T-Mobile. Uh-oh. Now, like I said before, I think that we as people, we are too much at the mercy of some of this crap in the world that's, that's really acting like we need it. You know what I mean? Sometimes we have to... Take a step back and understand what our wants and our needs are, you know, and try to understand. But then we get locked in so hard that trying to pull out of that joint is like, you know, trying to take your Johnson out of a vice and shit. I know ladies can't relate to that shit, but it's some painful shit. Anyway, um, I was on the phone with T-Mobile, right? I have insurance on my phones, and one of my phones was acting kind of wacky, right? So I said, well, you know, I was going to upgrade it. But I said, you know what, let me use the insurance and just get me a new joint. You know, we'll refurbish, however they do that. That's why they tell you to trade in your phone so they can fix it up and give it to the people who got insurance that claim that their phone is bad. They hand you some old shit somebody else had, and they refurbish it. So it's a horrible cycle, you know what I mean, that we don't get the advantage of. Anyway, I was going to fall for the bullshit because that's what we do with big business. We fall for their bullshit. Anyway, now, getting back to my story. So the only problem that well, they, I took the order, I said, yeah, well, this was wrong with it. Yeah, I did have a few problems, and they accepted it and all. They should because I paid probably $18 a month for the goddamn insurance. So 18 times four damn years, you know, add that up. That's probably a new damn phone. But anyway, now, when they put the order in, I was sitting there tonight because the order is supposed to have been in tomorrow or maybe Sunday or Monday, whatever. Now, I'm reading the order. It said, oh, get ready. Your order has shipped, yada, yada, yada. I'm reading it. Now, all of a sudden, I look up, and I'm reading the order, and my phone has 256 gigs. And the phone that they replaced it with is 128. And I said, wait a minute. Out of nowhere. And this was about 7 o'clock this evening, Eastern Standard Time. Okay? So we're getting ready for the show as we do. You know, and I, and I said, okay, well, look, let me break away for a minute. So I go upstairs and I call T-Mobile and I talk to somebody about the situation. 
And I kind of got through to her, and this girl was in the Philippines and shit, because, you know, you either going to call the Philippines, the Netherlands, uh, you know, you ain't, ain't going to be nobody in America. You're going to be way over overseas somewhere, you know, like the movie uh, The Distinguished Gentleman with Eddie Murphy yeah. and, uh, you know, this is Inga from Sweden. Remember, this is Inga from Sweden. You know, that's how they all sound. Anyway. So she gets on the phone, and she said, oh, oh, okay, I see your order. Oh, I said, yeah, look, all I need is any way, I know that probably shipped. So I'm going to come, can I send it back? But can you re put me another order in with the phone with my phone has 256 gigabytes, not 128? Oh, yeah, yeah, let me see. And she's talking to me, and it's 7 o'clock. It's no big deal. So half hour goes by. She sends me to another apartment called the whatever, the the the, the, the whatever. So I'm talking to him for a minute. Oh, oh, hi. So I'm spending 30 minutes with her. And all of a sudden, you know, and then, then all of a sudden that shit goes awry. And I'm, re- you know, when you retell your story, mm-hmm. nothing pisses me off in the world more than anything else in the world. When I got to repeat my shit, excuse my language, I'm only trying to make my story sound better. Okay. I had to repeat myself four times. All I needed was a new order to come in on my phone, but I need a 256 gig instead of the 128. So she sends me somewhere. Else. Now I'm getting pissed off. I said, let me speak to the supervisor. Okay, hold for the supervisor. <laughs> now, 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 the show starts at 9 o'clock, right? Here it is now about 8.20. I'm starting to get worried. All of a sudden, I'm talking to the supervisor. He's acting like he's all conservative and laid back. Oh, Mr. Such-and-Such, yeah, don't worry about it. Okay, yeah, I see the situation. Blah, 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 blah. Now it's fucking quarter to nine, okay? I've been on there since 7 o'clock messing with these, you know, illiterate jokers, okay? Now all of a sudden, he says, okay, well, look, I tell you what, I'm going to get one of my texts to put it through so they can get you to the I said, well, wait a minute, why can't you do it? Well, no, 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 they have all the information you need, they can do it. So he calls one of his texts, and he's on the line with one of his texts. Now, the text knew it was a supervisor, so he pulls out his tongue, and he starts licking the balls, licking the balls on the supervisor. Oh, yeah, don't worry, Mr. Such-and-Such. I'll take care of Mr. Such-and-Such. I'll take care of him. He's just, I'm hearing the fucking slobber of him just licking up and down his balls. <laughs> He's kissing his ass like it's to, to no end. Yeah, I'll take Ooh. care of Mr. Such-and-Such. I know he's been on the phone for a couple of hours. <laughs> And, he, and I'm, I'm like, oh, shit, okay, I think I'm getting some service here because he put me on with a real kiss ass or a ball ass liquor, whatever the hell you want to call him. Okay, now, getting back to the story. Now, the boss hangs up, and I say in my mind, when the boss hangs up, oh, fuck, okay? Now, I'm talking to the clerk again. I done went around the rosy for two hours, ended up with another goddamn clerk. Now, I'm talking to the clerk, and here it is, about five minutes to nine, I said, red wine, Please start the show without me. I got I to gotta deal with this. I'm just going to get this phone ordered again. Now, all of a sudden, the guy gets on the phone, and he says, oh, I, um, I can't do it. Uh, I said, you can't do what? Well, I can't reorder your phone because the order has already been processed. I said, I know order has been processed. We talked to the manager, and he said, you can do it. Well, I'm new. I don't know how to do it. Oh, and I'm saying, God. well, wait a minute. Why did you lick this man's balls like a motherfucking lollipop? And then when he hangs up, you don't know what the hell you're even doing? It just blew my fucking mind. Excuse my language. I'm cursing to make my story sound better. I could not believe this. 
two hours on the phone. I get with the boss. The boss gives me an incompetent kiss ass. He didn't know what he was doing. So like at 10 after 9, before I came down to the phone, I said, fuck everybody. And I pressed the button and hung up. I said, now ain't this a B-I-T-C-H. I went through all this crap. All I needed was a phone with 256s. I said, I will mail you back to 128. Right now, the phone I got is a 250. I got about 156 gigs of crap on my phone. How am I going to fit that into a 128? That's I try to explain the ass, but but nobody knew how to do nothing. It's amazing how people today, nobody on the job knows what they're doing. How are these people hiring? I'm talking to somebody in the Philippines. And I'm saying to myself, what the hell? And it gets me back to what I said initially tonight. We as Americans, we are at such a beck and call, a bunch of people in this world that are a lot dumber than we are. But we are giving them our hard-earned money, our time, our effort, our every. And this is in every industry that you can possibly imagine. The cell phone has nothing to do with it. It's everywhere. The supermarket, the department store, the car dealership. The auto parts store, no matter where you go, there's some incompetent person in there waiting to waste your fucking time. Mm. And I'm going to leave it at that. Ooh. Oh, my, my. Drop the mic. Drop the mic. Hello. So it's still not resolved. It's still in resolved. Oh, my gosh. So I'm going to get the 128 in the mail, and I'm going to wait, and I'm going to talk to my while I got it in my hand. This is why and, people do drive-bys. People get upset and they say, why do people act like that? Why do people do these things? It's because of this kind of crap. You drive people crazy for two hours, and then you wonder why people do these drive-bys mm-hmm. and blow up something, you know, because y'all mm-hmm. making people crazy. And like I said, if you would have heard the way that bull was kissing that manager's ass, it would have blew your mind. My, my, my. Oh, thank you for sending Mr. Such and Such over to me. I would take care of him, sir. Okay, yeah, sure okay, you know. Tom. Thank you very much, Tom. And Tom was just rubbing his head like a fucking dog. It was crazy. Mm-mm-mm. Anyway, that's. I'm sure it's not just me. I'm mm-hmm. sure everybody in the world is dealing with something or did something recently something. where they were just tripping mm-hmm. the whole time. All right, well, we're going to take a quick break, and then we're going to come Ooh. back with more weirdness on the weird news it's the Pajama Party This is show. the Pajama Party on Blog Talk Radio. The Pajama Party is produced by DC Homegrown Entertainment at www.dchomegrown.com. The views and opinions expressed on this program are those of the Pajama Party crew and you. So pick up the phone and dial 914-803-4306. That's 914-803-4306. And tell us what's on your mind. There's a big fluffy pillow reserved just for you at the pajama party. So call us now. And remember, it's PJs only. No clothes allowed. Pass it on. Log on to www.apajamaparty.com and click the Listen Live banner. Or call 914-803-4306. Now let's get back to the crew and more of the pajama party. Is it tea time, darling? All right, welcome back to Pajama Party. My name is Papa Didi. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And Red Wine. I'm Bonsoir, darling. Ooh, it's time for the weird news. And I'm up first. So here's what I got for you tonight. This is a weird one. I've got 
Florida man sues Duncan, that's Duncan Donuts, over injuries following a toilet explosion. And this is out of Orlando, Florida. A customer has filed a negligence lawsuit against Duncan, claiming that he was injured by an exploding toilet at one of the coffee chains located in central Florida. Uh, the guy's name is Paul Kerouac. Kar- He's seeking more than $100,000. That's all. Anyway, he's seeking more than $100,000 in a lawsuit he filed Wednesday uh, in a state court in Orlando claiming that he suffered severe and long-term injuries following the explosion of a toilet in the men's room of a Duncan location in Winter Park, Florida, a year ago. So I guess it took him a year to get it together to file his lawsuit. Now, after the explosion, it left him covered in human feces, urine, and debris. He walked out of the men's room seeking help from workers and the store's manager, according to the lawsuit. An employee told him that they were aware of the problem with this exploding toilet uh, because there had been previous incidents. And that was pretty much, you know, they didn't go into any other details about the explosion. So when uh, contacted Thursday by email about more details on the injuries, Mr. Kerouac's uh, attorneys said he was tied up and couldn't answer any questions until the following day. The Canton, Massachusetts-based company, that's uh, Duncan, did not immediately respond to an email seeking comment. Now, the lawsuit says that Kerouac suffered bodily injury and that he now requires mental health care and counseling since this incident, January, since January of 2022. Mm. I guess the man was traumatized when the feces and the urine and <laughs> everything came up. That was the winter park. Winter park. Okay. Been there. It's a nice little town. <laughs> That's my weird news. Exploding spoilers in donut joint. All right. Mm, mm, mm. All right, Kettle. So Over to you. Because it's kind of like, okay. Um, <laughs> what you got, Kettle? <laughs> this dog ate $4,000 in cash. Well, I'd be pissed. I'd be a pissed. Uh, Pittsburgh couple's finicky dog decided to have an expensive snack when he ate and destroyed nearly $4,000 in cash. Uh... December 8th, Clayton and Carrie Law couldn't believe their dogs. People had eaten the $4,000 cash they had just withdrawn from the bank. Why would you leave it near the dog? Say Clayton had set the money on the kitchen table, and 30 days later, people decided to eat the money. <laughs> he said he was shocked. It was so out of character of him. He, he uh, wouldn't eat food off a coffee table. Uh, uh, he said, I was just in shock because it was very unlike him. Um, Cecil ingested about half of the money and ripped up the other half. Oh, my God. The couple searched online on what to do if their dog eats money. The results, the law, so were, uh, 
that mutilated currency can be mailed or dropped off the U.S. Bureau Engraving printing in D.C. Office along with a letter stating the estimate value and the reason for the damage. Okay, so they can get their money back. <laughs> However, the um, standard claims can take six months to three years. Wow. Instead of waiting, Carrie said the couple called their bank to see if they could um, deposit their <laughs> currency. They learn this happens often, and the bank advised the laws to wait. <laughs> During the course of the next three days, Cecil uh, excreted $50 and $100 bills. The laws had a system in place. Clayton would uh, pick up the poop and stand at the utility sink, sorting through the aftermath. <laughs> oh, my God. Carrie would try to match the serial numbers on the scraps of the bills and tape them together. Oh, my God. Are they crazy? <laughs> the laws were unable to recover around $3,500 of their $4,000. She's so ripped up and ate. They'll have uh, the recovered money in their home, and they are planning to see if the bank will accept it. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, that's too much. Too much. Yeah. Uh, I'm curious to know if they were black or white. I mean, if the bank takes the money back, well, you know what color they are. <laughs> uh, yeah, they're they white. The I color, saw they're gonna be like, uh, well, if they're black, they'd be like, yeah, right. They're good dogs to eat up that money. I actually crazy. saw that story on uh, CBS this morning. It's a white couple. Oh, God. Oh, God. Mm-hmm. Okay. Need we say more? Weirdness. Okay, moving on. What, what, okay, what you got? What moving you got? on. My turn? Yep, what you got? Uh, this, this is an interesting story. I kind of agree with her in some respect. Uh, uh, this woman, uh, she, she's seeking, seeking a class action lawsuits against Reese's over uh, a faceless pumpkin. <laughs> what? Now, no, no, check it out. The woman, she's in Tampa Bay. She's seeking a class action uh, status for a lawsuit against the Hershey Hershey Company, you know, the chocolate people, yeah. after the packaging for her peanut butter pumpkin left a sour taste in her mouth. Her name is Cynthia Kelly. She filed a proposed uh, class action complaint in federal court now, not municipal, federal, okay. on Thursday, accusing the company of falsely representing some of its uh, Reese's Peanut Cup products, okay? The woman's beef with the, with the candy started in October, when she paid four dollars and forty nine cents, and she's right because that chocolate is expensive as hell, and it sits by the damn checkout in the supermarket and shit. You go to grab one, and they boop, mm-hmm. and she'd be like three seventy nine for a fucking candy bar. You're like, what? You don't need it anyway. <laughs> so she paid four dollars and forty nine cents for a package of the pumpkin shaped uh, Reese's at an Aldi's grocery store. Okay. Because she assumed the product contained a cute-looking carving of a pumpkin, like it says on the cover, and it has like a, you know, it's chocolate with orange eyes and mouth oh, okay. and everything on there. Carved out right. eyes. Right, carved out eyes that. and everything. Okay. Like, yeah, but it's, it made, the, the chocolate's not carved out, but it, it's got orange designs of a pumpkin on it. Mm-hmm. She said upon opening the treat, though, she discovered the product was fully covered with chocolate. With no orange detail of anything, no eyes, no nose, no mouth, no nothing, just chocolate. Just a hunk of chocolate. A hunk of chocolate, okay? So she, she said she never she never would have, would have purchased the product if she knew it was just a pumpkin-shaped Reese's that didn't have any kind of pumpkin face on it like she imagined when she spent $4.49 for this, 
okay? So she she petitioned, and she got about 2,000 signatures, okay, which allowed her to, you know, submit the lawsuit and everything. But, you know, but it got to the point where now she's going in and she's trying to, she's claiming she wants to, she wants $5 million in damages. Okay, she said, look, this is a bunch (laughs) of crap. Which, you know, I, I understood that in some respect because when you put this pretty face on there and you open it up, you know, and it's not that at all, then the advertisement is what made people crack up the packaging. Mm-hmm. But, you know, but there again, like I said before, when I was completely angry with T-Mobile, but I didn't got over them jokers. It's funny what brown liquor could do <laughs> the shit, okay? A couple <laughs> sips of brown liquor, you ain't worried about nothing or nobody. You no longer care. Yeah, I no longer care. Anyway, but that's the same with a lot of things that we do and get today. If you notice today, in most cases, a lot of people, they work in these different stores, Walmart and all that, they don't refrigerate stuff like they should sometimes. Sometimes, because like when you buy, like, say, half a gallon of milk, if it's got a big look like a balloon about to pop, that means that, that stuff sat out too long. And some pickles have to be refrigerated. Like I eat pickles called half-sour pickles. They got to be refrigerated. And sometimes if I buy them and I taste them and they taste kind of bad, it shows they didn't refrigerate them like they're supposed to. Well, sometimes you'll go in a store and you'll see stuff sit on a rack that needs to be put in the refrigerator that somebody's going to come along, the stock clerk's going to put in there, but you got like 12 dozen eggs that are stacked up, and you don't know you're buying bread and stuff in that aisle, but there's like 12 dozen eggs sitting on this rack. And how long have those eggs been on that rack? Now, chickens start popping out of those motherfuckers. You know they've been there too long. You got a problem. Okay? So what I'm saying is that that stuff there, if if she's talking chocolate, that could have maybe melted over. Because who says that the chocolate, because usually when you get chocolate, me personally, when I get chocolate, I put it in the refrigerator. You know? It's just something about that cold crunch that's... you know. Oh, you like it cold. Yeah, my little yeah, my personal turn on. Okay. But uh but I'm just saying it's you know but in any event, I, I wish her luck with the suit. Mm. But it's just another case too where that chocolate could have been melted over where people just ain't store it. And plus in hot climates, you know what happens to chocolate inside of a package, you know. But you uh they were in Florida. Florida, yeah. You know, case in point. No, I think that they just like what she said. They didn't put the decoration. No, not at all. Really, the chocolate like the package. Let me tell you something. The sand. She is suing that multi-billion-dollar hey, company of Hershey. I wish her the best of luck. I wish I was there to sign the damn petition. I would have brought hey. my, my damn self to be down with it. I'm not mad at it. Mm-hmm. So good luck, uh, Cynthia Kelly. Good luck. All righty. Well, that concludes the. Uh, I was going to say the mad news. That concludes the weird news. Everybody's mad. Okay. Uh, let's see what we're doing. We're going to take another quick break, and then we're going to come back with, I'm just saying. Red wine. Woo! Boy, we're having fun tonight. It's the Pajama Party Show. And uh, we'll be back right after the break. Your finest cognac over a glass of ice and a short glass. Goes great with Papa DD's segment. Living for the City on Blog Talk Radio every Friday night at 9 p.m. Eastern Time or apajamaparty.com on a live stream. I want to talk to that Papa DD myself. I'm going to hit him up. It's on 914-803-4306. Once again, that's 914-803-4306. 
And you should too. Oh, yeah, that was the voice of one of our uh, fill-ins, one of the friends of the show. Uh, his name is Mr. Lowe. Hey, what's up, Mr. Lowe? He did that commercial for us. That's one of Red Wine's, one of Red Wine's offsprings that hatched. Shout out uh, to Mr. Lowe. <laughs> anyway, uh, uh, my name is Papa Didi. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And Red Wine. Bonsoir, darling. And uh, we're going to turn over to Red Wine. Uh, Red Wine, uh, you got something to say tonight to the people? Yeah, I do. You know what? Tonight, being that it's the beginning of the new year, mm-hmm. I want to talk about resolutions. Mm-hmm. So, you know, with it being a new year, as usual, people are making their New Year's resolutions. But what I'm just saying tonight is, is a resolution what you really need? Because at what point are we going to stop talking about what we need to do and just get it done? I mean, I'm not excluding myself because I'm guilty as well. But I'm sure we all think about all the things we need to do to make our lives better and be better. You know, like Kettle mentioned earlier, managing finances better, spend less, save more, lose weight, exercise more. But, you know, there's other things, too, like kicking toxic people to the curb. All these things that we promise to do every year, and sometimes we do it, most times we don't. But I'm just saying, you know, we mean well, but it's a lot of talk. So I'm just saying, is it a resolution that we need or is it a revolution that we need? So I'm leaning more toward a revolution. I think revolutions require more action and less talk. So how about we make New Year's revolutions? Let's just draw a line in the sand and decide what is it that I'm no longer going to deal with, what I'm no longer going to take, stuff you just simply are saying, I'm not doing it anymore in 2024 because it rhymes. I'm not going to do it anymore in 2024. And if that means less friends and less associates, so be it. If if that's what it takes to get your life on the path where it needs to be, then be like Nike. Just do it. It's time for a revolution, not a resolution. Resolutions become passive ideas, but revolutions are action-oriented. So let's take action. Just do it. Make it happen. If you want to change your life, you need a revolution to happen with accountability. And if you don't have somebody that will hold you accountable, learn to be accountable to your daggone self. It's not easy, but it can be done. That way, there's nobody to blame if you fail but you. And if you succeed, then you can celebrate by yourself and say, I did it. By myself, for myself, I accomplished my goal. Revolution might not be pretty, but if you want to make a change, a revolution is what's necessary. So 
So make up your mind. Get into that revolution state of mind. Put your fist up in the air and start a revolution for 2024. Declare war on whatever is holding you down, whatever is holding you back. This revolution might not be televised, but it's sure going to be all the way live. This is Red Wine, and I'm just saying a resolution is not what you need. What you need is a revolution. Fist up, fight the power, victory is yours. Hello. Okay, fight the power. All right. All right, Red Wine. <laughs> You're saying some good fight stuff. All right. A new year, like you said, 2024. I'm just saying, you know, we got to get beyond talk about it. Let's be about it. I agree. I agree. Revolution. Fist up. Hey, let me tell you something. What you mentioned was the name of a lot of songs going by. Mm. And the people that created them, you know. Hey. People that, you know, uh, Public Enemy, Gil Scott Harum. All of it. All those uh, great people that uh, we stand on their shoulders. Yeah, I'm just saying, you know, let's let's get beyond the talk of making these resolutions that we repeat year after year. Let's make it a revolution. Hmm. So I'm gonna kick it over to you, Papa Didi. Okay. Living for the city. What's happening in the city? I got some other stuff on another corporation, but the first thing I was saying just to just to breed off what you were saying. Um, you know, we really have to understand that um, we, we, you know, we in some, we in some difficult days now. We're really between a rock and a hard place with things that are going on in the world. You know, we're sitting back, watching the world unfold, which isn't in our favor at all. You mentioned the people earlier, you know, Donald Trump and Nikki Haley and Ron DeSantis and your boy Swami Swami. Mm-hmm. Them four people right there don't mean no don't mean black people of fucking hill of beans. They don't mean us no good. They don't have none of our interests at heart at all. They all doing their own thing, living their own life, living their own luxuries, living their own privileges based on whatever they've done and whatever. And what gets me, too, the biggest hypocritical thing in the world today is all the people like Swami Swami. You know, that's what I call his ass. That's my nickname for him. This boy is in his, what, late 40s, not even 50 years old yet. He acts like he knows everything and came over here and became a billionaire. And everybody talks about being an immigrant. You know, my mother was an immigrant or my grandfather was an immigrant. Then why are y'all so prone on stopping motherfuckers from coming over the border now? When half of your mothers and fathers came the same goddamn route. So what, what that route is not uh, the route to go anymore now that you're filthy, dirty, stinky-ass rich. So the people you see on the border now look like scum to you. Well, 30 years ago, your mother was in that fucking line. Your grandfather was in that fucking line, crossing that same goddamn fence, crawling through that same hole, swimming across that same-ass river 50, 60 years ago. But now this shit's an eyesore because you're over here now as a free foreigner, a rich foreigner, and all this stuff looks, you know, completely messed up to you. looks brutal. Oh, my God. Oh, there. Look at the border. Like Swami. Uh, uh, board, Biden has no no control over the border, and he's he's foreign as hell. Mm-hmm. My my parents came over immigrants from from whatever, so you was in the same line. 
Your parents went through the same shit. But now y'all done took off y'all muddy ass boots and dried, dried your legs and washed your ass and got rich. You know, that line of uh, immigrants looks, uh, you know, oh, ooh, look at them. Oh, oh, look at them dirty ass foreigners. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. And that's some ruthless shit. Anyway, let's go back to corporations again. Here's some other monkeys I deal with. I don't mean to take all my, my business when it comes to my personal bills, but let's talk about my one of my next creditors. You know I mess with T-Mobile. I put that out there. The next jokers I mess with is that goddamn Liberty Mutual. Uh-oh. These motherfuckers. <laughs> let's talk about these jokers. Now, at the end of the year, <clears throat> I have what's called a policy renewal on my auto insurance, okay? Now, you think I'm telling you my business, but I'm not. I'm I'm sort of, uh, uh, what do you call it? I'm paraphrasing, more or less. Okay. You know, now, I have four vehicles, all paid for. They all have uh, what you call liability insurance, more or less, okay? Now, I finally got my bill down to a respectful level where I was paying about 200 a month for four vehicles, which is good. Hell, I'm an old man. I'm a good driver. I drive like Miss Daisy, you know what I mean? I ain't no fast driver. I drive defensively. All right? Now, all of a sudden, on a renewal, the thing came up for my new bill that starts February 1st, said that my first bill will be 264 and after that, it'll be 255 you know, going forward. I said, what happened to the 200 I think it was 202 which was cool. You know, I got it, but, you know, implemented that in my budget. So how the fuck did I jump up to 256 So I immediately, like I did with T-Mobile, I immediately got on the phone. And I talked to a young lady, and like I said, I get a fucking rookie every time. I don't know why. I don't. Every time I call, I cannot get anybody on the phone from any of these corporations that have been with the company 10 years or better. I don't understand it. I'm always getting a two-year joker, the six-month joker. And you can tell by their voice, hi, how you doing? Hey, Oh, oh, thank you for being with us for as long as I've been fucking living. <laughs> okay, oh, oh, you've been with Liberty Mutual 21 years. Yeah, how old are you? I'm 23. I'm like, ain't this a bitch? So how the hell are you going to tell me anything about anything? You just came out of high school. You still got pump pimples on your face. I mean, it's just oh, crazy. Boy. I'm making jokes, but I'm, I'm being serious. Now, I asked the lady, I said, excuse me, can you tell me, I'm going to get to the point of what I'm saying. I'm done with the jokes. Can you tell me why my bill is going up $56 a month? I, you, you guys wanted my mileage. I send you all the mileage to the cars. Now, being I have a few cars, I draw off all of them a little bit, so therefore none of them accumulate high mileage. That's been my design for years, you know. So I said, okay, yeah, all these cars is 2000 a year, which is 8000 total on four different cars. Now, anyway, she's like, oh, looking around here. Mr. I don't I don't see anything where you're there's no you had no accident I said hell no um you're not uh, no um okay I said it's okay so why is my first bill two sixty four instead of two hundred when it renews February first well it really has to do with this she goes into her young inexperienced fucking tell somebody anything to satisfy the air spill. Oh, you know, the cost of parts 
and the cost of, of, of repairs. And th- I said, what do you mean repairs? I didn't have no accident over the last year. I haven't had an accident in five years. So what repairs are you talking about? Well, it's for everybody. everybody she just run down all this bullshit. And I'm saying to myself, you know what? It's not that. You know what it is with Liberty Mutual? It's a couple things. First of all, it's that fucking emu. <laughs> that fucking fat ass, what is he, a bird, a pigeon? You know, emu, emu, and dove. Now, what the fuck is emu? And why does emu and that white boy in that yellow shirt, what the hell does that got to do? Right? They paying them motherfuckers. And then you got the girl with the dog that, you know, that spins around and all that. And all these little commercials that have nothing to do with telling us what our insurance will do for us. And then the emu is so fucking trained that he just does everything like a human being. And then you got the other guy who's got a deep voice. All right, all right, I'm replacing you. Oh, oh. These commercials have no significance <laughs> whatsoever on why my insurance is being raised. And then they hire these celebrities. Every time we look, there's somebody advertising shit like Tom Brady. You got the uh, fucking, uh, all, all these football players, basketball, Charles Barkley. You paying all these people big money to put celebrities behind your product, but you taking it out of my cheap, my, my poor ass. But like I said, I'm faulting Emu. Emu, Gimu, and Doug. Why the hell is Emu and that white bull with the yellow shirt, what the hell does that got to do with my, my car insurance? Tell me. Liberty Mitchell can kiss my ass too. Because them motherfuckers, that is some sorry ass advertising at my expense. You raised my shit for nothing. I had no accidents, no problems, no situation. You took me up 50. Now, that's $58 a month times 12. Yeah, that's a lot. Okay? And I'm like, damn, 5200 $5,200, $5,400, $5,500, $6,500 extra, and I still got my four cars that are paid for, which is liability only, and I paid another $600. This will stand with y'all. Then I called my state of residency, and I called Allstate. I said, look, I wanted to... Um, my state of residency, where my car is registered, is New Jersey. I'm telling y'all too much of my fucking business tonight. Anyway, I called New Jersey, and I said, well, I called uh, Allstate. You know what they told me? Oh, we're not taking no more Jersey residents of car insurance. Mm-hmm. I said, oh, y'all motherfuckers are so filthy, dirty-ass rich. Y'all don't need my money. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, I, it, you know what I mean? I'm Ooh. leaving alone right there. Like I said before, big business, big business is showing their ass. And we as people, if we don't wake up and see the things that we need in this world and start getting together and don't let politics or D.C. or Trump dictate our behavior or our idiosyncrasies and all the things that are making us hate each other, because as long as we stay separated, we can't pay attention to what's really going on in the world. That's why we're all getting fucked. Because we ain't paying attention to what's serious. We're looking at entertainment tonight and all this shit you got to do with stuff that means nothing. And we're dealing with it. And at the same time, you know, we we getting screwed, you know. But like I said, fucking emu. Mm. Fuck him. Liberty Mitchell. It's the emu and Doug. Emu, Doug. Liberty Mitchell, T-Mobile. Kiss my ass, all of y'all. Oh, my gosh. We know Ooh, who's going to kiss it tonight. Look, if anybody has any uh, concerns or anything 
like Papa G to give us a call. Now, when you call. Yeah, come on. <laughs> press one. If you listen to the show, press one, call in, you know, rebuttal. If you love, if you love the Remitual, you love the Remitual. And say, you know, Papa DD, fuck you. I love their mutual glance. Challenge my ass. Like T Mobile. You kissing T Mobile's ass? Call us and say, Papa DD, I love T Mobile. They're my fucking hero. Oh, boy. Uh, uh, oh, my goodness. Anyway. I'm still oh, laughing right. about Emu and Duh. Yeah. <laughs> what kind of campaign? Look, here's. His, his mustache. <laughs> and the yeah. mustache. And, uh, he doesn't even have a mustache. And what does Emu eat anyway? Uh-huh. How much know. you got to feed that motherfucker? That dude's uh-huh. talking about Liberty Bibbity. Liberty Bibbity. <laughs> You're replacing me? They, oh, my God. Mom. Liberty Bibbity, Liberty. Nothing to do with what oh the insurance can tell or how good it is or what it money. stands for. And probably his money, just like the dog was ate, ate the money we talked about earlier. Mm. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Oh, All right. Well, let's go to Hollywood. You need to wake up. You ready? We can't. Right. Wait, you need, you need a short. We can't take a break. Yeah, take a short oh, break. Okay. All right. <laughs> let's do that. We're gonna take a break. We're gonna come back right. with uh, the Hollywood uh, wrap up with uh, Kettle. Oh my goodness, that was too much information. Yeah. Oh my yeah. gosh. All yeah, right. Yeah, I took too much of my business. Now I'm gonna hit y'all with that red light like Men in Black. Oh no. Poof. No, we're not doing all that. All right. We'll be right back after this break. Looking for a new cocktail to serve at your next dinner party? Trying to figure out what pairs well with your main entree? Then you need to visit the Cocktail of the Week archive at apajamaparty.com. We've got a list of all the cocktails we've featured on previous Pajama Party shows with recipes and pictures of the drinks. And believe me, we've had some good ones. And while you're on the website, visit the archives for previous shows. Just click on any date and you can hear the shows again and again. We've got you covered at apajamaparty.com. And tell a friend. They'll thank you. All right, welcome back to the John Party One. Who's Papa Didi? I'm here with Kettle. Hello. <laughs> oh, She's boy. still laughing. You all right over there? <laughs> yeah. In red, in red one. Oh, swad, darling. Damn. Woo. Y'all phasing out. Y'all shooting those? Y'all eating those mushrooms again? I'm just still no, laughing. Give me a segment. Oh. <clears throat> All right, Kelly, you ready to give it down with the Hollywood uh, wrap-up? I sure am. I sure am. Come on. Here we go. Hollywood. Hollywood. Take it away. Take it away. Well, as everyone has found out by now, Cat Mm. Williams, he's been on a roll, on a roll. Uh, Whew. The internet has stopped in his tracks by precisely this as Williams sat down with a nearly three-hour interview 
with Shannon Sharp on the club Shay Shay Club. Mm. Uh, they sitting down my drinking man. their cognac, and That's he's expressing man. what's going on. Who Cat Williams or Shannon Sharp? No, he likes you like Shannon Sharp. Yeah, Shannon Sharp. Oh, That's okay, my man. I got him. That's my main man. So he said, over the course of the interview, Williams makes outrageous claims um, that Harvey Weinstein offered to suck his penis in front of all my people at my agency. What? Um, also, he airs out personal grievances with half a dozen of the comedians, such as Cedric the Entertainer. He claimed that Cedric took one of his jokes. He saw him 1998, 99, or 2000 when they came out to Kings of Comedy. He used the joke on that particular uh, episode of Kings of Comedy. Um, also, uh, comedian Michael um, Blackson um, said he's not booed enough. Um, he was just coming out raw. Uh, he goes wow. deep on the production of the Friday After Next. Uh, dismisses rumors about his personal life. Um, I mean, he, he he's talking about everything. Uh, Kim, he, he says Kim Kardashian is a whore. Um, mm. Just crazy stuff. No, I'm I like, okay, that. you have gone too far. He, he's even talking about Kevin Hart, Tiffany Haddish. Um, he says, uh, what's the other comedian? Um, the guy that was in um, First Sunday with him and he wore a dress. Um, Tavis Smiley. Um, he said he's, it's crazy. He says that he put in his contract, Cat Williams put in his contract, that Tavis Smiley has to wear a dress next, the next film that we're in together. And really? Shannon Sharp asked him, well, why, why, why did you put that in your contract? Well, he said that Tyler Perry's and, and, and the Tavis Smiley's, they do their best roles as women. Oh, I was like, okay. okay, okay. I said, okay. I mean, he was just blasting everybody. Harvey Weinstein, Steve Harvey. He said Tiffany Haddish, Ricky Smiley, um, P. Diddy, Chris Tucker. You just have to listen to the interview, and it's on YouTube. And I checked it out earlier today, and wow. I mean, he's all the way raw. That's all I can tell you. You just have to check it out for yourself. Um, also in the news, um, Elise Neal, uh, she plays in the Black Hampton. She adds her voice to those of many black actresses speaking out about the uh, pay disparities they experience in Hollywood. She said at some point uh, it got too bad that she had to walk away from two television shows because the offer was beneath what she believed her value was. I mean, you know, uh, Monique talked about it probably, what, 10 years ago, people didn't listen. Um, Taraji P. Henson, she's talking more about it as well. So um, I, I would love to see where that goes. I mean, hopefully that the women in Hollywood, the black women, are going to be started getting paid what they should be paid. So I'm just going to continue to follow that, so let's hope so. Um, also in the news, uh, you guys remember David Soul, Starsky and Hutch? Um, he passed this week. Um, remember the um, crime-fighting duo in the 70s, Starsky and Hutch, um, scored a number one hit single in 1977, Don't Give Up On Us. I remember that single. 
Um, he died um, Thursday. He was 80, 80 years old. That was my joint, Starsky and Hutch, boy. He was a fine, blonde-haired, white guy. <laughs> I was like, he was cool. I like both of them. They were pretty cool. Real cool. Um, also, the news, uh, Golden Globe Awards are coming out on Sunday. They have some predictions. Um, and, unfortunately, the color purple was not mentioned in um, the best uh, uh, movie for the year. I'm like, okay, these people don't lost their mind. The color purple is not included in that? That's crazy. Um, but wait a minute, didn't that, that come out at the end of last year, right? Yes, it should have been included, so, but no, it was not. It was not. It was not included. Because it, oh it just boy. made it. You know, you, you have a deadline, and it just made it. You know, the deadline. Yeah. Uh, here again, you know, Color Purple being blackballed. That's, that's how I see it. Being blackballed again. We go. Oh, um, but Barbie's yeah. all up in there. Yes, yes, yes. So. Okay. Um, it's, it's, yeah, so. This is the first awards um, of the year, which is the Golden Globe. So you guys check it out on Sunday. Um, also, they uh, Jeffrey Epstein. These documents that were um, sealed, they are unsealed, and um, they said about over 200 stars' names that are on this list that used to frequent um, Jeffrey Epstein's, um, you know, estate. You know, the the uh, island that he used to have. Um, you know, people from like from Ma- Michael Jackson to uh, the, the Prince, uh, Prince Andrew to President Clinton. Um, even though they did go on that island, that doesn't mean that they were involved in everything he was doing or that they knew of, you know, everything he was doing. But uh, that list finally hit, so the 200 names. So I guess they'll keep spilling, keep spilling what names are there. So, uh uh, and that's my Hollywood wrap up for the night. Short and sweet. All right. And wraps it up for this week. Hey. All right. Thank you, Cattle, for the Hollywood wrap up brought to you by Cattle and DC Homegrown Entertainment. And, oh, go ahead, Papa D. Hey, uh, you know, Kettle. Mm-hmm. You know, you spoke on Epstein like that. You know, I tell you, I'm just so saddened about his situation because, see, I think, first of all, as far as him committing suicide, that was a bunch of BS in my opinion because, see, everybody oh, sure. knew that when he was in jail, he knew the names of everybody on there. And, see, when people mm-hmm. get – when people, rich people that have connections collectively get together – and to say that you have to die because of their paranoia-ness. I mean, I thank God that my life has never been where I've been so paranoid where I had to order something to go down based on other people that were paranoid, you know, and, and order something to go down. But I think that Epstein's death was a collective a collective uh, conglomerate of, of paranoid people that all got together Sure. And did 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 the nod as the as the mafia said, they did the nod, but yeah. the name still came out. Mm-hmm. And see, mm-hmm. as far as the media is concerned, see the media 
they're a bunch of bitch asses also because they the media controls the narrative. They're not saying Donald mm-hmm. Trump's name out loud, but his name was on that list probably big as hell in capital letters. Oh, absolutely. Okay? Sure. But you don't see them yeah. saying them. They'll throw smile under the bus like Bill Clinton, who ain't really moving so much mm-hmm. anymore, and Michael Jackson is mm-hmm. dead, and a bunch of people that mm-hmm. really aren't really a huge significance because the 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 people who own the media – as far as uh, who the people that own Fox, uh, that uh, Murdoch. the Murdoch family and all them, they control what comes out of the mouth of the people that are sitting at the tables. And the people that oh, own sure. CNN, they control the mouth of the people that are sitting at the table. And they only put out the names mm-hmm. of people. They put out the, what's the one the one girl's name, uh, Gwyneth Paltry or something. She was on there. Paltry. See, one thing about Epstein, Beanie owned the island. <clears throat> His island has something mm-hmm. for everybody. You know what I mean? DiCaprio sure. was on. Oh yeah, but we knew we knew DiCaprio was mm-hmm. a dick slinger a long time ago. We he had to be on the list. We knew to him, please, his dick is on fire. So we only had to. We, we ain't got even worry about DiCaprio. He fucks anything moving. Eighteen to eighty, blind, cripple, or crazy. Yeah. Bill if they, Clinton. If they can't that. walk, he'll carry the ass. Uh, but anyway, what I'm saying is that they they talk about the media talks about people that they know they can get away with talking about. Because the repercussions are vicious. And um, it's just sad mm-hmm. that uh, mm-hmm. the people that really, and then for him to die because they were so paranoid, but then the list came out anyway. And it's just like old girl when she died, uh, Sandra Bland. Oh, yeah. Sandra mm-hmm. Bland embarrassed that cop mm-hmm. so much on that Texas road that when he went mm-hmm. back to, see, one thing people do don't understand is that when they kill people like that, mm-hmm. like Sandra Bland, they shoot some kind of poison mm-hmm. between their toe and it, between their toes, and that way you don't see mm-hmm. the incision between the toes. And I, I'm just so when it comes to Sandra Bland, that's one of my biggest heroes in the world because she 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 just embarrassed the fuck out of that cop. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. he was so pissed mm-hmm. off by that. His racism was so strong that he could do nothing but he all he wanted to see was her dead. And what's making so bad the coroner was down with it. See, if the if the cop mm-hmm. get the corner to go down with the shit, then they can kill anybody yeah. because the coroner the coroner puts out the final, you know, situation oh, on that. And then they say they hung mm-hmm. themselves. Now just like they say that Epstein hung himself. How are these people find enough goddamn fabric in a fucking prison cell to hang themselves? Are we supposed to fall for that shit? Now, we have got to be the stupidest people in the goddamn world to think that Sandra Bland and Epstein both killed themselves. That's a bunch of bullshit. Epstein died based on what he knew about people because the shit he knew, he could have walked out of that goddamn jail with all people. Because he had had pussy and dick for everybody. Okay? On that island that Epstein owned was enough shit for everybody. Young, old, black, white, pussy, dick. Epstein had it all, just like a fucking produce department. Motherfucker had tomatoes, cucumbers, artichoke hearts, goddamn, you name it. Yeah, he he had, had it all. And anybody that was in, especially that goddamn Prince Philip, what's his name, Prince? Uh, Prince Andrew. Prince Andrew. He the horniest motherfucker on the planet. That boy came from England 50 times to get some pussy. It was crazy. But anyway, that's an whole other story. But like I said, but Sandra Bland, my black, beautiful female hero, God bless your beautiful soul, because you told that cop to kiss your ass, and he took you, put that back to that cell, and he took your life. And I swear, I pray for that girl all the time, because she didn't have to die like that. 
but she spoke her mind. Oh, what you going to remember? Play the tape of her saying, talking to that boy. Oh, yeah. That motherfucker was embarrassed. She was not backing down. Sandra Bland. She's one of my people when it comes to being up on the, you know, the fucking, you know, boom. Hero list. Hero list. Hell yeah. All right. Well, that takes us to the kiss it list. So, Papa Didi, what is the kiss it list? The world famous pajama kiss list party. Is everybody kiss showed list. their ass and, and made a fool of themselves and shit like that for the past couple of weeks or last week or even yesterday. Okay. What have you. And um, Well, I'd like to start it off with Emu, Doug, yeah, Liberty on. Mutual, T-Mobile Customer T-Mobile. Service, T-Mobile. and then Wayne Lapeer, the guy who was uh, the head of the National Rifle Association, oh, yeah. who now is saying he's so sickly, he's retiring. Yeah. You full of crap. But when he was younger, they were spending big money. Exactly. Yeah, I had I had a coworker. You, you on I had a coworker, list. thirty years old. This boy used to pull out his little NRA uh, membership every day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm a member. I'm a member. Thirty years old. Exactly. That's how much his mind was messed up. Also, Reese's Candy Company mm-hmm. taking people out with that pumpkin carved picture on the candy wrapper, and, it and then you open it and it's just a hunk of chocolate. Mm-hmm. That's not right. So put them on the kiss it list. Um, uh, oh Lord, her name just went out my mouth. Yeah. Crazy blonde, Congress. Which one? Uh, the one that's always doing crazy stuff. Marjorie Taylor Green. Marjorie Taylor Green. Thank you. Mm-hmm. She was supposed to be speaking at some hotel somewhere, and when the hotel found out that the topic had to do with January sixth stuff, pro. You know, pro, pro they canceled that crap and said, not in our hotel, you mm. won't. So I'm putting her on the kissing list for even trying to put that event together. Mm. So how Marjorie about, Taylor Green. How about your boy from South Carolina? What's his name? Lindsey Graham. Lindsey Graham. He's always on the kissing list. He's gay. He don't want to admit it. But uh, yes. Trump put him on the kissing list for holding separate uh, rallies instead of doing a debate. A debate. With right. the other candidates that are running for yeah, uh, that's, that's Republican some circus, president. That's some circus stuff right there. It that's, really is. That whole Republican situation is a huge circus. Anybody that falls for that crap, they're in the whole circle of the madness, you know. You know. Uh, let's see. We got anybody else? I'm sure. Kettle, what you got out there? You awful quiet over there. You okay? Yeah, I'm fine. No, you guys are covering everybody. No, well, you know, Red Wine's the boss, so we got to listen to her. Not anybody. We're kissing her ass. We kiss I'm trying her. to just get everybody that I Me had Me and you both kissing down. Red Wine's ass. She uh, runs yeah. things, so. Mm-hmm. Uh, Thank God we just got a raise of $15 an hour January 1st. Anyway, uh, everybody on the kissing list this week, do we have anybody else? Uh, damn, let me see. Uh, I'm going to say all the liars, the fakers, the phony folks. All of them, y'all are on the. Well, you know, I, I want to put my man. He's a he's a nice guy. Uh, the new mayor of a new governor of Maryland. What's his name? Uh, uh, your boy. Uh, name more Westmore. 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 Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's his name. I, that's I his name. Got it wrong. You know what I don't like is that's that right. between right. between oh, okay. Westmore and the other one that was here. Uh, the other dude, nobody is paying attention to Route 295, the Baltimore Washington oh, Parkway. Yeah. The Baltimore Washington Parkway is completely fucked up, okay? And one of you governors need to get with Adirondack County and Laurel and Bowie and all the little cities that 
295 Baltimore Washington Parkway runs through, and y'all need to clean that joint up. That place is tight, always backed up. I can drive from Philadelphia nice, free, and clear for two hours. My last 45-minute run on the Baltimore-Washington Parkway between Baltimore and Prince George County, that Baltimore-Washington Parkway always slows my ass down. Yes, yeah, So please, please, Governor, you're brand new. Do something with the parkway. Widen it. Double-deck it. Do something. Do something. Some. Also, the Virginia governor, what's his name, Yunkin? Yunkin, yeah. For this whole move of trying to take Washington sports teams to Virginia. Because mm-hmm. they're trying to just really push it down everybody's throat. They ain't got nothing. And there's some people, a lot of people in Alexandria where the teams would go that are saying, we don't want it. Because you can't put nothing. They're saying, nobody heard us. Nobody let us talk. All of this is all being, like, put in motion. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people in Alexandria are saying, we don't want this. The traffic, the noise, Alexandria all the stuff that comes with it. Not to mention the water overflow. Yeah, the flooding that the Alexandria flooding. has to deal with. That, what's that street called? Uh, Old uh, Town? Old Town. That shit's flood every that time it rains. area, Old Town, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Whole issue. But mm-hmm. um, I think that's it. All right, well, everybody on this week's Kiss It List, we have a special award ahead of the Golden Globes just for you. And here it is. My entire All right, welcome back to John Party. I'm your host, Papa Didi. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And Red Wine. Hey. Bon and this, wow, this is our first show of the new year, and, and I appreciate everybody Happy new year. hanging with us. You know, all we're trying to be is informative about things. You know, take from the show what you will, whatever relates to your particular situation. If it's something you can adapt to or understand or learn from us. Uh, please call in and rebuttal us because we're not perfect. We don't know anything. And everything we say is our opinion. You know, don't think because I talk strong like I do and curse like a sailor, it doesn't mean I'm saying that because I think I'm right with shit. I could be wrong as hell. So call up and correct me. Say, you know, say, Papa Didi, you're full of horse shit. Okay, sit down and shut up. Go somewhere with that bullshit. Talk to me. Put me in my place. Call up. Don't be afraid. Yes. Fuck all that. I'm just human. You know? Neutralize my ass, if you will. If you think you can. Okay? Because my Aries ass will knock you out. <laughs> Feeling it. Go for it. All right, Papa Didi. Last word. Over my last word it. is, like I said earlier tonight, and I mean it sincerely, 
Stop letting big business override us. Do something different. You know, when it comes to insurance and, and things like that, I know sometimes we're always like business as usual when it comes to our cable service, Xfinity, Verizon, uh, DirecTV. Challenge these motherfuckers. Find out who's giving a better deal, you know, and go with something that's beneficial to your to your in, to your income to your budget. Focus on what your budget is. Don't let these jokers take you to the poorhouse. You know what I mean? Right. And um, keep yourself in perspective. You know. And then last thing I want to say in the new year, only deal with people nowadays that are good friends, people that that got your back, people you can depend and rely on. Fuck these flaky motherfuckers. Okay. I mean it. Know the flaky people and put them in. You might need them for some stupid shit in your life, but you may not need them for some real upfront shit. Keep them in perspective because sometimes we need a team of people, but the real team needs to be upfront. Keep the flaky motherfuckers in the back. Anyway, but finally, who's real? All right. What you got? My last word is, as I said earlier, mm-hmm. sometimes uh, a resolution is not what you need. You need a revolution. This up. Be strong. Be strong. Be determined. Yeah. Do what you got to do. That's right. Sometimes you got to, like I said, you got to kick folk to the curb. If the, if you got toxic people in your life, get them out. Boom. If that's d- deterring you from your path, from the direction where you're trying to go, from the goal you're trying to reach, kick them out. Right. Because if you got a goal in mind, don't let people stop you from what you're trying to do. Mm. Whatever you feel God put you on this earth to do, right. go do it. If those toxic people are in your way, kick them out your way. Go meet your goal. Mm. Fist up, revolution, power to the people. That's my <laughs> last word. And, 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 okay. and let me and let me let me just be on that for one second before you pass the kettle. Also remember too how how you were raised is how you are. A lot of people were may not have been raised with the blessings that you were raised with. So therefore they got a lot of missing links that you have. So therefore don't think that everybody in this world is raised with the same enrichments that you have. All this shit that you learned growing up from your uncles and aunts and nieces and nephews and mothers and fathers, all those are conglomerates of things that have cultivated your soul and your spirit going forward. Some people haven't had that privilege. They were There were very few people in their life that influenced them. They had to make up shit as they went along. They didn't have big influences in their life. And they're now just trying to tag on to people. They're like the little fish that swim on top of the, the whales. You know when you look at a whale, it's got a bunch yeah. of school of fish that sits on top that just sucks the oil out of them. I forget what they call them, but... You see yeah. any whale come out of the water, there's like a thousand fish on them. They just sucking the, the oil out of the whale. Some crazy shit. Anyway. Yeah, because that's we, what they do. We won't get deep like that. Kettle, what you got going on? <laughs> I got to laugh at that shit myself. Okay. <laughs> Damn! Happy New Year! Oh, you say I've had an enjoyable night. You've had me laughing all night. Fuck the out of a bitch. Um, I just... Hello, hello. Go ahead. No, we fucking around. Go ahead, Kelly. You got the you got the floor. Go ahead. Okay. I Go just want to say thank you to our listeners. We've been doing this since twenty fourteen. And I have That's to right. say I just wanna say thank you, thank you, thank you. You can catch us on Deezer, Apple, uh, iPod, iTunes. Um, we got folks listening from the US, the China, the Philippines, India, Cambodia, um, yeah. and over 
9,600 listeners within that time period. Your big hey, time. Hey. I just want to say thank you, thank you, and thank you again. That's my last Woo. word. Alrighty. And I just want to say, Kettle and Red Wine, I love you guys with all my heart. And I and I be, we've been together for a long time, and nothing's going to fall for us. Like they say when you get married, that nobody put a thunder. That's okay. what they say. Boom. All okay. right. Oh, you're being serious now. <laughs> <laughs> Eastern Standard Time. That's it. 9.15 CP time. Hey, say goodnight, Papa Didi. Good night, everybody. Say goodnight, cattle. <laughs> goodnight. <laughs> and this is Red Wine saying goodnight. Adios. Arrivederci. Peace. Deuces. See you next Hasta week. Vista. Hasta la vista. baby. Get the fuck out of here. We about to get up out of here. See, you messing with me now. We're done. Initiating shutdown sequence. Is it all over, Rock? I guess so. I bid you farewell, Arabatechi, Sayonara, and all that sort of cheers. Well, when you, I say when you gotta go, you gotta go. Well, good night. Yabiko, shut up. I regret to announce this is the end. I'm going now. Good night, and good luck. Was it as good for you as it was for me? Now give me a kiss and say good night. Good night. Good night. Thank you. Goodbye now. Goodbye. Goodbye. Thank you. Goodbye. Thank you for attending our show. And good night. Sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match. You can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC.